Hi, friends, and welcome to Tell Us More, a podcast from Lake Forest Church Westlake, where we take the time to listen and learn more about the messages we hear each week. I'm your host, Nathan Story, worship leader at Lake Forest Church Westlake, and joining me this week is Aaron Gibson, lead pastor of Lake Forest Church Westlake. Aaron, how's it going? It's going great, Nathan, yeah. It's July. It's hot as heck. It is hot as heck, and, and we just got back from a lunch break where we had some tacos that may have been the hottest I've had in in years. Yeah, I said that the, the jalapeno that I took a bite out of may have caused me to sweat more than the actual temperature. <laughs> and that's and it's that's saying a lot, given the fact that it's over 100 outside. It's true, it's true. Yeah. Uh, very, very hot. Uh, well, Aaron, thanks for joining me. We're in a series right now called God Stories, where we take a look at Old Testament stories and examining them and try to find parallels in our life in them if we can. This week, we heard from Aaron about not wasting your wilderness, and we're going to talk about that message right now. So, Aaron, are you ready? You game? I'm ready, man. I've, I've been so looking forward to this first episode. I, part, part of me is thinking, like, this is episode one, technically, and we I feel like we need to decide, is this like Luke Skywalker episode yeah. one, or is this like Jar Jar Binks episode one? Right? Well, I so, hope it's Luke Skywalker. I do, too. I do, too. So, yeah, the general yeah. consensus of the public is that that would be the best thing that, to shoot for. That would be the right direction. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, so I'm, I'm really excited to talk about this. this. This message was a super interesting one to me, looking at how not, how not to waste your wilderness. So. Awesome. Well, I'm, I'm super excited about the podcast as well, especially since we've already talked about tacos and Star Wars. I think we're off to a good start. It does not get any better than that in my book, yeah. Well, let me start by asking you some questions about creating uh, this message for us this past week. What was your process for preparing for this week's message? Well, you know, I I suppose it's kind of, you know, a lot of folks are like, well, how does a a pastor or or a speaker go about preparing a message? And, you know, um, while there's some common patterns, not every week is the same. Uh, But I, I... I started reflecting uh, a couple weeks back on this guy, Moses, and we, we know so many parts of his story, and typically what we know about Moses are like the high points, right, where Moses is kind of a hero, uh, but I, I kept being drawn back to this part of the beginning of his story mm. where, uh, you know, he's, he, he's, he's not ready for what God has for him, and I was just kind of, I don't know, I was mesmerized by that. So this is... Very, very nerdy. And I think if you're listening to this podcast, you've accepted that about the Westlake staff already. And so I hope you'll bear with us. But Aaron and I talk about Star Wars a lot. And we talk about Joseph Campbell's hero's journey, this kind of um, arc that we see in a lot of stories from different cultures. And, you know, to use that metaphor with Moses, Moses hasn't quite had his his, uh, moment in the cave yet. Where he finds his he strength. hasn't. He, he hasn't, hasn't had the burning bush moment. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's super fascinating. To think about. That is well, and you know what? What I love about that Joseph Campbell hero's journey is part of the reason why movies resonate with us the way they do. Part of the reason why we we all love the the Disney hero movies is yeah. Yeah. is because what we see in their life is something that's true of our life, mm. and, uh, and and something of what we hope for in our lives. I think yeah. You know the the idea that. Um, that there's a purpose for my life, and the idea that somehow the hardships I face now uh, might be part of the re- the redemptive part of my story. I think yeah. there's a lot of hope in that, and and I think that's that's very human. It's interesting that God seems to work that way, not just in a few people's lives, but in all of our lives. Yeah, I love that, and that's a lot of the heart of this series, right? The series of looking at stories, looking at kind of ordinary people, yeah. how God used them. Uh, and kind of putting that on lens on our life and seeing that God can use us in those same way. I love that. 
So is, is there a particular personal story, speaking of stories, um, that inspired you this week, perhaps one you didn't share uh, in the message? Well, you know, we talked about a, this wilderness experience, and, and this theme, I mean, you, it, it keeps coming up in the Bible over and over and over again. I mean, it's just, it's just everywhere, mm-hmm. you know? Um, when when uh, Ab- Abraham and Sarah first leave, they, they travel through a wilderness. Um, uh, of course, Moses, the Israelites, uh, Elijah, yeah, yeah. Rahab, Jesus. Like, I mean, it's over and over and over again. And, and um, I, I guess I, 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 when I look back in my life, I can see different seasons in my life where, where for whatever reason, uh, whether my own doing or, or maybe just circumstances beyond my control, I found myself in, in a wilderness season. And, mm-hmm. and um, you know, when I look back on those times, I always see how God used that to, to really shape or do something new. Um, I think in particular about a, a season of my life when Mary Robin, my wife, was really sick and, and um, we, we were just dealing with some difficult things. And looking back on it, I see how God really used that to direct my life and, and turn it in a new, new direction. So I, you know, I think I rather than bore our, our listeners with too many of my stories, um, I just think what got me really interested in this was this sense of wilderness that I'm experiencing right now mm. in this whole COVID oh, season. Yeah, for sure. And I, I, the more I talk to people, the more I realize we're we're all kind of wandering in this wilderness, trying to make heads or tails of this. And it just seemed so right for us to wrestle with that now. And if what you're saying is true about the role that wilderness can can take in our life, then it's all the more important for us to recognize that wilderness and and use it, which is your the whole point of your message, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I think that's right because you know we we can get especially in American culture we're we're such creatures of comfort, and and man if you know I mean I you know I'm a big camping guy and in fact I was talking to a friend just this week and we were talking about camping and. And he, he was trying to figure out how to get air conditioning inside his tent. And I'm like, dude, that's just, you're kind of missing the it's point, not the right? Point camping, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but we live our lives that way where we, we really do put a premium value on comfort. And look, yeah. I love comfort too. But when comfort is our ultimate, well, let me say it this way when comfort is our God, mm. then we miss out on what the real God uh, w- wants to do in our lives, I think. Yeah. So do you have any other scriptures in mind uh, when thinking about, I know you just talked a lot about different Bible stories, different characters in the Bible that went through wilderness, but did you have any scriptures possibly poised to be a part of the message that didn't make the cut, if I could be so bold to say you, you shared scripture with us, but is there any other story that you really wanted to include from, from scripture that you didn't quite get to? Well, the thing that, you know, if... if if folks had been up for a three-hour sermon, I, yeah. I would have. That's the part, that's the podcast. The that's, right. <laughs> that's right. Three-hour sermon. That's what the podcast is for. I I don't think we can spend enough time reflecting on Jesus in the wilderness, right? So what I yeah, mean by yeah. that is, in a way, you know, Moses navigated the wilderness pretty pretty well. Not not perfectly, but he 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 did an okay job. The Israelites, by the way, they did they they were terrible in their wilderness, right? Yeah. And and. Yeah. I think that's, and Moses is trying to lead them. And if you're familiar with that story, there are points where Moses is like, God, I'm, I'm done. Like, get, you know, I'm done with these people. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> get so, someone else to lead. Get I'm someone not, else to do this. This is too much. Because uh, wilderness isn't easy. Yeah. And so it's so fascinating to me that when we get to the Gospels and Jesus shows up on the scene, 
really the first thing we see of Jesus as, as an adult is he goes to his cousin John, and John's there by the river baptizing. And, you know, I always like to try and imagine more than it is in the script. Like, the scripture doesn't give us a ton about how John... And John says this line, he says, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Now, he knows that that's his cousin. So I kind of imagine, how did John say that, right? Yeah. Like, is he like, hey, behold, hey, look, it's the Lamb of God, everyone. Like, is he kind of teasing his yeah. cousin? Yeah, I wonder. Or is he in this, like, Charlton Heston kind of, behold... The, you know, <laughs> I don't really know. Who played Moses in a movie, Who played by the Moses? Way. Look at that. Look at cool, that. cool nerd moment. Well done. Yes. Well done with that reference. <laughs> but as soon as Jesus is baptized, this I mean, this is so fascinating to me. The very first thing he does is it says the Spirit led him into the wilderness. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Jesus himself surrendered to that process, I... Man, I wanted to unpack that on Sunday. I thought there is so many awesome things for us in that. Uh, But I didn't think folks were up for the three-hour version. So, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Love that. Love that. I love that challenge to to maybe, if you're listening, to go, you know, look over that text again, see what you find in it, and, and, and maybe think for yourself about why Jesus may have been led to do that or, you know. Yeah, well, and laying those, laying those two stories side by side, right? Like Jesus... He was he was tempted towards comfort, right? Hey, yeah. take these stones, turn them into. Yeah, like, yeah, hey, yeah. He's like all of us in this COVID season. I mentioned this in the sermon, but I, I think it's so funny. You know, I don't know about folks listening, but uh, or about for you, Nathan. But when when that first month of COVID came, I was looking to anything to give me comfort. You know, yeah. like suddenly my food cravings. I was craving stuff I hadn't craved in in decades. But you know, <laughs> I was just looking to any creature comfort I could get because I was so troubled. Um, and so Jesus is tempted to that too, but he but he he rejects that temptation or, or rejects it. He, he overcomes that temptation. Yeah. yeah. And then of course um, the 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 next temptation he's he's tempted to shortcut the whole wilderness process, right? Mm-hmm. To cut it short. Yeah. I mean, I just think I think there's a lot for us in that. And if if we're really going to say and really try to be Jesus followers. Uh, we have to be willing to accept that maybe we're going to have to, the Spirit's going to walk us through a similar kind of process. Yeah. Well, so, so speaking of how challenging it can be to use a wilderness surgery to kind of take a, a positive perspective on even a wilderness, um, is there a particular approach you took when it came to the tone of the sermon? Uh, did, you, did you think a lot about that? Did you, did you say, I, I need to be really passionate so people don't miss this, or do I need to be really grace-filled, or did you try to split the difference? Did you, did you think about tone much when when talking about this difficult subject? Gosh, that's such a fascinating question. Uh, yeah, I think I tried to do a little bit of both. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, right now there are a lot of um, talking and, uh, well, I should say a lot. there are a lot of loud voices right now yeah. in our yep. world. Yep. And I didn't want to be just another loud voice. And yet at the same time, at, um, for, for those who are listening who are part of, uh, of Lake Forest Church, you know, I, as, as a pastor, I really wanted to give us a challenge. Hmm. Uh, because I think our default mode is the same default mode as anybody in the wilderness, the Israelites. Our default mode is griping and grumbling. Yeah, woe, woe is me. Woe is me. This Life shouldn't be terrible. happening to yeah, me. Yeah. You know, and um, and I think we could easily s- submit to that in this season. And so I wanted to give us a challenge, mm. which is to say, hey, don't don't give in to that bitterness and complaining. Like that, th- there's more to the life of faith than that. At the same time, I really wanted to out myself in the tone of grace yeah, and make yeah. sure the church knows that 
I'm, I'm in it with them, right? That's always helpful. I think that's always helpful to hear that, yeah. Uh, you know, because I, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm not interested in, in really following anybody or listening to anybody who thinks they've got all the answers, right? right? Like, right. I'm really interested in listening to somebody who's wrestling with the same stuff mm-hmm. I'm wrestling. Saying, how, how are they figuring this out? Yeah, yeah. And Moses did that, and Jesus did that. And Jesus did right? that. And that's helpful to hear. Yeah. Great. So, Aaron, you mentioned uh, the point of the sermon being don't waste your wilderness, you know, that God can use our wilderness as a good thing, as something to shape us and, and, and train us. Um, what would you say to, to people that might ask about all suffering? Does that mean that all suffering can be good, has potential to do some good in our lives? Or is there really chaos and evil that's swirling around us that doesn't mean anything at times, too? What would you say to that? Oh, man. Well, if I could answer that question succinctly, um, you know, I, I'd probably be famous, I think, because that's something that the... Well, that's the question philosophers... We need have, another podcast yeah. to, to answer the question <laughs> right. of, uh, from the first podcast. Yeah, they, they, we could call it Tell Us Less. Tell yeah. Us Less. <laughs> Tell Us More 2.0. Yeah. But, you know, that's, I mean, that's a question that philosophers have been asking yeah. for, for as long as human beings have walked the earth. Yep. I mean, that's, that's a deep, deep, deep question. But I think that the Christian answer to it is interesting. You know, for Christians, part of our charge in this world is to alleviate the suffering of people, right? We're, mm. we're to help fight for justice. We're to help those in need. I mean, that's that's part of God's kingdom. And and we see that at the end of the Bible, at the very end of Revelation, um, you know, this beautiful picture where there will be no more weeping, no more suffering, yeah. right? That's, that's yeah. God's grand plan. Yeah. Uh, but we also know that that yeah, God God is capable of redeeming any bad thing in this world. Mm. I mean, that's that remarkable promise. I think the 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 if we were to now take it out of philosophical land and bring it down to the ground floor, like how do I know when a, a particular situation is, is is something that maybe God wants me to embrace versus something I need to resist? Yeah. And you know, the the early Christians uh, the, uh, in the third and fourth century, um, they were wrestling this question. Some of them entered into the wilderness quite literally. We call them the desert fathers and desert mothers. They literally went into the wilderness to find God. And oftentimes they put these really hard burdens on themselves. Mm. And while there's much that we learn from the the desert uh, fathers and mothers, one of the kind of things that we funny that we learn is that, you know, self-imposed suffering is not necessarily very redemptive. (laughs) If I'm suffering because of my own stupidity or... Now, God can still redeem that because he's God. That's what's amazing. Sure, sure. But I, I would say that the wilderness is a particularly kind of Holy Spirit thing. Mm. Remember what we talked about uh, with Jesus and, and the Holy Spirit um, even, even leading him in that. I, I think there's some discernment to it. One last little bit of nerd thing on this that I think is funny. You know, when the disciples were with Jesus... Um, Oftentimes, the religious people were critical of how how they behaved, and one of the critiques from the religious people was that they said, "How come how come Jesus's disciples don't fast? Right? Mm-hmm. And fast fasting is a kind of intentional suffering, you might say, for the purpose of spiritual uh, growth." And he says, "Well, why should they fast? I'm here with them right now. Like Jesus was as much about celebration and comfort yeah. as he was about wilderness." Wow. Yeah. So it really is about discerning in prayer and in conversation with others around us. It, what does God want from me? What does God want for me in this right now? Yeah, and and in seeing celebration that perhaps Jesus would encourage us to to have, it kind of makes me think that the celebration makes the wilderness more worth it. Or I guess 
the wilderness feels more worth it once you feel the sweetness of celebration from getting through it. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. I think that's right. Well, I have another question for you. I'm just thinking of this as we, as we had this this conversation. But you mentioned Revelation. You mentioned um, there being no more sorrow and pain at the at the end of days. And um, would you say that it's the job of followers of Jesus? Is our job to create that type of environment here on earth mm. so that we can point to what's to come? Is that our job as followers of Jesus to say, look, this is what's possible, and this is what we're, we're working to do? So other people may see uh, what we see and what we believe to be coming. Yeah, I, I think that um, that's exactly what the church is to be. Mm. We're to be a, a glimpse of the kingdom. Yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, that kingdom that will someday come where there will be no more suffering, no more pain, where, where there's... There's brotherly love, sisterly love. There's 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 um, other centeredness. There's 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 justice and peace, and we're we're to be a part of that, and, and we we're to work for that and fight for that in this world, even though we know it'll only be a foretaste. Now we're yeah. we're never going to be able to yeah. get all the way there. That suffering is right around the corner. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, that's right, and so. Our hope is really anchored in that fact that one day Jesus is going to come and bring his kingdom in its fullness, mm. whereas right now it's it's here only only in part, only in a, in a foreshadowing and a taste. Mm. Um, but what a sign of God's grace that he allows us to have those moments where we experience it, even now. Yeah, it's beautiful. Hey, it's Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> So wrapping up here, what, what is the main takeaway that you would want people to have from this sermon? What's the, what's the elevator pitch for this sermon? Well, you know, I, I really tried to um, nail it with that, um, that Johnny Erickson Tata story, end quote. And for the listeners who, who aren't familiar with her, um, man, there's some awesome videos on YouTube they should check out. Her story is amazing. It really is. It really is. But, you know, she, she says, and, and of course I think, uh, James, the brother Jesus, says this. Peter, the apostle, says this in his letters in the Bible. There simply is no Christian life that is free of suffering. Mm. And Jesus' life was not free of suffering. And so I think the bottom line thing about the wilderness is that um, as American Christians or even just modern Christians, um, we, we've got to do a better job wrestling down this suffering question. If my expectation for faith is that it's always going to be easy, it's always going to be comfortable, I'm going to miss out on something of Jesus or something of the life of faith that I think is essential. So I think fundamentally, don't waste your wilderness means um, you've got to embrace it. Embrace this wilderness season now, believing and trusting that God wants to do something in it. That's so interesting. I'm thinking often of the question you hear from people out, possibly outside of faith um, about how can we believe in a God uh, like this. And, and that question is, you know, why would a good God allow bad things to happen? And I think if, if you know where to look, there are actually some pretty good answers to that. Yeah. That, you know, our wilderness can be used and can be uh, valuable to us. Well, and it's, you know, it's funny. I was actually in a, a conversation uh, with a guy two weeks ago on that very thing, and he said, he, he was talking about the why do bad uh, bad things happen to good people, and, and his response was, "Well, why not? Bad yeah. things happen to everybody." Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and good it's just and a, bad, right? it's just yeah, yeah it's just yeah. such a different perspective, and I, and I think that that's 
you know, for, for those who are listening who, who would be more, uh, you, you might think of yourself as a skeptic or a spiritual explorer, you're not sure about faith stuff. You know, I think this is a really interesting question. Do Christians navigate suffering differently? Mm. Or, or rather, put it differently, does our faith help us navigate this differently? Or are Christians kind of just like everybody else? We just give ourselves to bitterness and complaining. I mean, does our faith actually yeah. make a difference right. in the wilderness? Right. And and if it if it isn't making a difference for us right now, then why 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 not? What what might we need to do differently, or how might we need to approach it differently, so that our faith would actually make a difference in this wilderness season? Yeah, yeah, it's great. Well, any last comments for those listening at home, Aaron? Anything else you'd want to add? No, I man, I just love getting to to think about you. Know, we we uh, we've had some great uh, God stories in this series. Yeah. If folks want to go check out some of those other messages, um, uh, we've got another great one coming coming this week. I'm I'm really excited about. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, and and we've and we've only referenced Star Wars I think three times in only episode three. one. Only yeah, three. That's the Holy Trinity. <laughs> the, <laughs> we we kept it pretty minimal, but that's okay. Yeah. Well, friends, that's it for our time for this episode of the Tell Us More podcast. Thank you for listening, and a huge thank you to our guest, Aaron Gibson. Aaron, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Uh, Join us next time when we ask our pastors, speakers, and those who minister to and with us to tell us more. Goodbye.